I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Tuesday, and we are just keeping the ball rolling all the way till three o'clock extended version today. Um, We'll pass it off to Jeff Kaplan, who will get you safely home. And we are continuing our conversation around the mayor's race here in the great city of Salt Lake City and are very pleased to be joined now by Aaron Mendenhall. Aaron, thanks for joining us in studio today. My pleasure. Happy Pioneer Day Eve to you. Pioneer Day Eve. I think we need ice cream. (laughs) Or pie. Or pie. Something. We need something. We'll work on that. (laughs) Uh, So you've been you've been in the race. Uh, It's come. It's coming so fast. This August 13th is so hard. Uh, as you've been out there, uh, what what have you heard from the people of Salt Lake? You've been out knocking doors and uh, so many connecting. doors. What are that, you hearing? That's right. We are hearing much of what you just said. Really, there's a primary in August. <laughs> in August, yeah. What's I that? thought I thought I vote in November. <laughs> Getting people just aware that there is a ballot arriving in their mailboxes this week, actually, boy. Yeah. Um, and getting them ready to vote is our number one task at this point. We're also hearing from a lot of people who want to see really proactive, optimistic future for Salt Lake City. And we've had 12 years now of mayors who are former state legislators. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm bringing to this campaign is something unique in that I have six years of governing Salt Lake City as a councilwoman. Last year I was chair of the council and some big things happened to Salt Lake City with Salt Lake City last year, the Inland Port being one of those. And I'm ready to run this city. I know how to work with the communities, and it's exciting to be in the race. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm going to ask you the the challenging question. I'm going to give you the challenging question now. Uh, when I was chief of staff, I always, I had to vet a lot of candidates for a lot of different offices. And over time, I boiled it down to one question that I think is, is really important. Uh, as you've experienced, uh, there are parts of a campaign that are just awful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Boyd. <laughs> Painful and miserable. <laughs> and then, of course, being in office has its challenges uh, with, you know, criticism and, sure. I don't know, media people who say things. Um, <laughs> so the question is this, Aaron, what what is it that's going to make all of this pain and the hard part of a campaign, what's going to make all of that worth it, even if you were to run and lose? Oh, it is absolutely worth it. And to everyone listening out there, whether you live in Harriman or Brigham City, uh, Logan, wherever you are, think about running for your city council. 
think about getting involved in politics, especially to the women out there. We're only 22 percent of the electorate in in Utah. And the experience of running for office for me, and I I said this just earlier this week, it's like falling more in love with the city that I am running for. Mm. You get to meet people who have problems, who have ideas, who've had experiences, who have a vision every single day. That's what I do as a candidate. Um, So it is absolutely worth it no matter what. And, you know, this, I think of it a lot like a pregnancy. I've had three kids and uh, there's a due date. You're growing something here and it's something bigger than you in so many ways. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I feel like in many ways I've been through this because this is my third campaign, yeah. but also my fourth pregnancy, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take it as that. If you're just joining us, we have Aaron Mendenhall, candidate for mayor of Salt Lake City with us in studio today, part of our mayor series. And uh, so, so give us the the vision piece of this program. Yeah. I've always said that uh, that campaigns are, are not about what was or what is, but about what's next. Uh, from your vision point, what's next? Salt Lake City is, in many ways, the pendulum swing politically from the rest of the state, and we we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an air quality advocate for about. 12, 13 years now. I chair the state air quality board. And as a Salt Laker, I'm really tired of us getting beat up all the time because we feel so different from the rest of the state. Mm. I think we need a mayor who knows how to not just work with the state, but really how to lead out on our city tools and use city government and make it work for the people. Um, And so part of that vision is, for me, bringing a tech ecosystem to Salt Lake City. It's our fastest growing industry in the state, highest paying industry, and it's run through our fingers from Research Park and the University of Utah, where great ideas and talent are born in that regard, right down to the Silicon Slopes. There's, what, six unicorn companies down there in that region now? Half a, a billion dollar companies happening, and we don't have one of those. Yeah, not one in Salt Lake City. Mm. We're the capital city. We can build that kind of an ecosystem here. I want those kind of jobs here. We know we're growing population wise all over the Wasatch Front. The way we grow matters. Mm. The kind of companies we recruit here. So I, I have a, a vision. A piece of that is an economic growth vision that allows us to have the type of business that helps us, but also helps us achieve our appropriately aggressive environment. Environmental goals, quality of life, transit, transportation, infrastructure, we can do more. Yeah. Obviously, one of the big challenges uh, that we'll be facing, whoever's sitting in that mayor's chair, uh, will be the inland port. That's obviously been a point of contention between the city and the legislature and the governor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your What's your first thing you're going to do as it relates to the inland port? Show up to the meetings. Hmm. That's the first thing. <laughs> it's a good but, start. I think the mayor's <laughs> job, no matter who's at the table. No matter what's been said about your city, if your city's tax dollars and land use authority are on the chopping block, you show up to that meeting. Mm. And uh, between today and whatever the day in court is that the litigation that's been filed finally sees that day in court, uh, there are decisions that are going to be made with our tax dollars. Mm. And right now our mayor's not there. We need a mayor who will show up and carry our voice through those conversations and get the best possible outcome in a situation where we don't own a sliver of land and there's decisions being made on our behalf. Great point. Great point. If you're just joining us, we have Aaron Mendenhall, candidate for mayor of Salt Lake City with us. Uh, Aaron, we've got just a a minute or so left here. Uh, You were part of a debate. It seems like you guys are debating every single day this week. (laughs) It's a nightly show. (laughs) It's a nightly show here all week. (laughs) Last night you had an interesting debate. You were at the Other Side Academy. That's right. Uh, Tell us about that. 
What an honor. Uh, it's a, as you know, the Other Side Academy is an amazing program, changes lives by changing people's behavior and has uh, amazing residents who have been vetted and interviewed and selected to be a part of that group. Uh, there was over 100 people there last night, full, full house, and most of the candidates were there. Jennifer Napier Pierce was our moderator. And uh, I was just so moved by the people I was able to meet, hear their stories, and really hear about their dreams for the future. I want them to have a home in Salt Lake City when they graduate. I want them to be able to afford housing and find a job that recognizes their quality and their talent beyond the fact that they may have a felony on their record. And it's amazing to have organizations like Odyssey House and, and the Other Side Academy and others here in Salt Lake City. Yeah, a lot of great stuff happening there. All right, time for the uh, final word here, Aaron. <laughs> uh, obviously, in, in a lot of these debates, uh, there's a, a lot of similarities in, in terms of some of the policy components. There's definitely some differences there. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us the – what is the, the differentiator? Uh, I always say yeah. it's like going down the potato chip aisle, and there's a lot of similarities, but there's always something that catches your eye that is different. What makes you different as a candidate for mayor? I'm going to resist the urge to label myself a particular type of potato chip, (laughs) as as you might have been asking me to do. I'm not sure. Um, But I'll say two things. One of those is that my background and my foreground is in air quality work. As uh, co-founder of Breathe Utah, I've just finished a master's in science and technology at the University of Utah. I chair our state air quality board. I've led every environmental initiative that's come through the city council over the last six years. I know air quality. But that said, which I think is a value we share, whether you're Republican or Democrat, um, but someone who knows how to make City Hall work. Mm -hmm. I know the financial tools. I know what we aren't going after that we should be. I know how to move a conversation, politically speaking, but I know how to stay in the conversation with the community. And I'll tell you, it's a different skill set to be in City Hall and make those kind of decisions about taxes, as you talked about earlier, homeless resource centers, hard choices Mm. that you get to make, you must make on behalf of your residents. And it's different from being a Democrat on the Hill in Utah. Yeah. Fantastic. Aaron Mendenhall, candidate for mayor of Salt Lake City. Again, the vote is on August 13th. Mail-in ballots are probably showing up in people's uh, mailboxes today uh, or Thursday at the latest with the holiday tomorrow. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much for joining us in studio. Good luck to you down the stretch. Thanks, Boyd. All right. When we come back, we will uh, pick up our conversation. We're going to talk about uh, spending just a little too much in all the wrong places. Uh, Example 101 from Washington. Stay with us on Inside Sources. This is Boyd Matheson. We'll be right back. 